And George Ross said, you're funny and clean. And then he says to me, I'd like for you to do a show with me and my best friend in a couple nights. He appreciated me that much that he would share the stage with me on purpose. I'm blown back. I get to the show. It's me, George Wallace, Jerry Doggone Seinfeld. You want to open up the show? It takes two to make a thing go right. That's just weird. <laughs> it takes two to make it out of sight. I'm a, I, my name is Kyle. I got a real funky concept. Three Listen people, up, because I'm going to keep you in step. Church right now, they just heard. <laughs> I got an idea out. that I want to share. You don't like it, so what? I don't is care. That, is that Rob Bass? <laughs> that is Rob Bass. Rob Bass. He had one song that was dope. <laughs> it takes two, man. It take. Was it that? No, yeah, it takes two. Really? That's the only. Yeah. The rock? It takes two. Oh no! Who was that? Said I want to rock two. right now. I'm Rob Bass, and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock a microphone because I get stupid. I mean, amazing. Why does voice have to be so high pitched? I don't know. Man. Stay away from me if you're contagious. He, yeah. That was like before the pandemic, even. Yeah, that is great. Because <laughs> I'm a winner. All no, right. not a loser. To be an MC. Right. What is in that coffee? What's <laughs> in the drink? It's what I choose. Jessica, what'd you put in the drink? <laughs> Welcome to Funny How Life Works, where we use funny. Ladies love me, girls adore me. Find <laughs> <laughs> out. <laughs> to help you understand how life works. We're not saying we got it completely figured out, but we no. do know funny. And we do know a couple of things because of our experiences, and we're going to share them with you. One of the things I did to to share my experience on a different medium was I wrote a book. Yeah. And then I got a friend who's awesome who read the book. <laughs> That's right. He read it. And now he got some questions for me with regards to uh, a story in the book. Who is that which, friend? Um, and he, they weren't available. So I asked <laughs> Kyle to read it to see if he had any questions. Oh, wow. too. <laughs> No, that friend is Pacal, also known as Pastor Kyle of SitChurch.cc. That's him in the yellow shirt. Hey, thank you. What does your shirt say? It says hustle, pray, eat. You remember when we interviewed? If you pray, should you be hustling people? (laughs) Hey, look, that means work. Oh, work hard. You ain't going to work. Praying on people. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you was praying on them by hustling. As you know, they say work as if it all depends on you, but pray as if it all depends on God, because it does. And then you'll eat. Work as if it, nah, man, I'm not the hustle, the hustle culture. I can't eat on. I, I don't do busy. This is a hustle right now. Not for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying for the next gens, for the millennials, not this for is your me. hustle. Busy is the new stupid. It's not busy. Hustle don't mean busy. Oh, okay. Yes. What's the definition of hustle? Guys, look it, look up. it up, please. Look it up. Look it please up. read it. Cause I my think name my is definition. Lenny. If I ain't got it, there ain't any. There ain't any. Remember my that? name is Lenny. I got plenty. That was his hustle. He opened up his coat. He has some everything in that coat. Go ahead. Read it, fellas. What is it? What's the definition of hustle? Force. We're to move hurriedly. No, no, no. We're going to let the white guys. Read. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Be more Force official. someone to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Did they go to the Urban Dictionary or Merriam-Webster? I don't know where they went. The Keep reading. Dictionary. What's the second version? What's the second version of hustle? Obtained by forceful action or persuasion. Mm. Mm, mm, and you mm. a pastor? Look, man, go and to you, the urban and you promote hustle. Go to the urban dictionary. Dude, no, you don't live in the urban. You don't live in an urban community the right now. Designers of this shirt is from there. Remember, we interviewed Stephen Malcolm. You wearing the shirt? Yeah, I am. Because all right, I, what's I, the I third? Support the next gen. What's the next? What's the next definition? Busy. Busy movement and activity. Yeah. Is this? Busy is the new dumb. <laughs> See, a I fraud or swindle. I wow. <laughs> That's many. I know. I know, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cover it up. You're trying to ruin their brand. You know what, man? You, this is to help the next gen, the, the Gen Zers. And so you're supposed you, to pray before nah, you fraud or nah, swindle somebody. No, 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 no. You know what? Oh, so you can Mark, eat. Steven, I apologize. I apologize. Look. 
no, no, no. I know the brand. It's yes. pretty dope. The it brand is, is dope. Cool. The mindset is dope. The definition is what you make it. I'm just saying it on you, Pastor. On me, it's just do the work. Yeah, do the work. I was created. I was created by God. Do you have a deal works. with them? Is that you wore the shirt to do a deal with them? Let me see. Do I? Have or you a get deal some kind them? of kickback? They're gonna, they gonna make a decision to tie. I'm resources? asking them to make these dry fit so I can work out in them. Okay, you may be asking yourself, <laughs> what could you learn from a friend that read another friend's book, who's a comedic thought leader, and he got on the yellow shirt that says, "Pray on people, hustle before you eat them." You about to find out. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud, and all of a sudden, boom! Something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car of my parents. <laughs> with the car in my parents. Okay. There. All right. We got a non-sponsored sponsor today. No, we don't. I'm tired of those people. Oh, really? I was, I was hoping for a check from somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <This whole> well, <laughs> nothing. Nobody has sent a check. Wow. Can you believe this? You haven't had no, the no, right sponsor. No, no, we got a non-sponsored sponsor. Go ahead. You know who I really like? I really like uh, the, the, the food pantry spot. Oh, Minnie's Food Pantry? Yeah, that's the non-sponsored sponsor. Minnie's Food Pantry does great work. Tell them about Minnie's, man. Minnie's Food Pantry is... Even though I tried to volunteer there. and Tell, tell them what happened when, when, when I tried to volunteer. You're talking about when you tried to sign up late. <laughs> Minnie's whatever, Food dude. Pantry is a well-organized <laughs> machine. But whatever, they only had so much space. Whatever. They was like, we don't want you. That's, that's what they said. That's not what they said. I was in hustle mode. Oh, no, see. I was ready to hustle. I prayed. I just wanted the people to eat. <laughs> you know, the, the lady who leads many food pantries says she had the audacity to believe that people should be able to have access to three meals a day. And so they've fed like hundreds of thousands of people in the North Texas area that wouldn't have otherwise eaten, especially during the pandemic. When school lunches and all so that powerful. stuff went away, they they did some powerful things. I think Oprah even came to town to mm. interview the leader of many food pantry. Wow. So, yeah. Have you ever thought, I'm not saying do this. But there's hungry people out there. Have you ever considered teaching them intermittent fasting? Oh, my goodness. Not, it's funny how life works. Wow. I'm just using funny. No, we're all about helping people. Now, I don't just want to help people. I want to help people help people. So they should go to Minnie's Food Pantry. That's what, yeah. That's why we have the non-sponsored sponsor, because mm -hmm. there are people who are helping people. and We want to help them by letting you know they exist. So what's the website to Minnie's Food Pantry? I don't know. The guys will have to pull it up, post it on the show notes. Yeah, just do, put the show notes and stuff in there because it's a great organization. They're feeding people. It's just great, man. Yep. So, And you don't have to live in North Texas to be a blessing to Minnie's Food Pantry. You don't. There, in fact, there's many food pantries out there. You could be a blessing, too. <laughs> so voicemails. Said, let's just do a voicemail. All right. Wait, let's read a comment. Well, you, well, let's do a voicemail Okay. and then find a comment. I'll All find right. one, too. Okay. Well, you can leave a voicemail. At 214-308-1177. And we might even read it on air like we're, or listen to it on air like we're about to do right now. And guys, we really, really, oh, go ahead. And we really, it's important to, I'm just playing. Wait, wait, back it up. Rewind wait, again. What? Sit again. Sit again. Michael Jr., you're great. This is Theodore James Rick, massage therapist from Bloomington, Minnesota. My question is, as I'm about to start up my comedy show. What would be a good joke to play on my show as the first kickoff for my stand-up event as a massage therapist? Thank you. Love you. Wow. He's trying to give you material. Well, based off, give him based off your tone and your rhythm, you can start out by saying something maybe like, uh, hey, guys, I'm a massage therapist. 
and say it in a really <laughs> creepy voice and be like, I don't want to rub you the wrong way. That's why. Oh, man, you are not right. And then, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I had to, I'd have to see a little bit, but maybe try that. Thanks for, dude, thanks for listening and being a fan and stuff. I, I love so, this comment. You posted a podcast episode uh, six days ago uh, from the recording of this with Jason Van Ruler when a licensed marriage therapist answers your questions. Mm -hmm. And the comment that stands out the most is Lori Newkirk wanted you to know something. Mm -hmm. She wanted you to know Pastor Robert Morris mentioned you on his Facebook post a few minutes ago. Thought you might like to know. Sorry, don't know how to share it to you. And that's so profound. That is great. Man. She just wants you to know your your name is out there. In wow, media. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that a lot. <laughs> Pastor Robert Morris is, I love that dude. He's taught me so much about God's word. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. You talk about a legit, and I've spent time with him. Like we've hung out before, swimming. He taught me how to jet ski on purpose. I did it before, but I was running from something. Yeah, this is the good one. I want to give you one more good one. One okay. more comment. Uh, this is from the podcast episode that you did on how did I enjoy being single after being single for a really long time? This was with Jason Van Ruler as well. And the comment from Emily Brumball on this one was, this is great. I recently found you on Facebook and now this podcast, I have two statements I try to remember and instill in my child. One is don't date until you're ready to mate, as in get married. The other is we judge ourselves by our intentions and others by their actions. Basically not seeing what the other person meant or said. Hope that makes sense. I thought that was that was insightful. Emily, that's good comment. Powerful man. Did, did I say that stuff? No, that's actually Stephen Covey. He's talked about the speed of trust. We what tend did to judge. What got to do with me? Well, she just said <laughs> your podcast episode made her think about that it. That is dope. Thank How you fast so much. What was trust your name? People? Emily Brumbaugh. Thank you, Emily. Thanks yeah. for listening and thanks for leaving comments, guys. When you guys leave a comment, I'm telling you, every time when you leave one comment, it actually helps approximately five more people hear about the podcast. Your one comment could reach more people. And all we're looking to do is get people to laugh and then think about helping other people. That's really what life is about. So simply by leaving a comment on any of the platforms, mm. you can reach more people and it's no telling how they might need to laugh in that moment or how they wanted to be inspired in that moment. And, and you could help us do that simply by subscribing and leaving a comment and helping this thing grow. We appreciate you like on the real. Boom. Yeah, right. you can leave a comment on this episode about your interpretation of hustle and Absolutely. decide who's right. Yeah, yeah. If you think hustle, I'm not, you know, if you think hustle is right, you could say hustle is good. <laughs> if you think hustle is uh ah busyness and wrong. A little uh lack in trusting the Lord, mm. then maybe just say it's wrong. He who does not work will not eat. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not saying be broke. I ain't saying don't have no job. I'm just saying hustle. That's just another name for your job. Yeah. Well, Who's the guest today? Oh, I know the guest. It's an author, a comedic thought leader, an influencer that helps people live in their purpose. About me, isn't he? Would you all give a warm welcome to our author of the day? I don't want them broke claps. <laughs> I don't want them busted up. Uh, Michael Jr. Yay. I'll take real claps, people. Never okay, mind. well, <laughs> hey, uh, I want to I want to talk about your book today. Okay, you cool. wrote a book. Is there a story in a book you want to talk about? Yeah, I do. Or you want to talk about the, the context? The book's called Funny How Life Works. No, it's okay. a great book. I read it. My mama read it. Uh, a few friends read it. Um, yeah, some people read it. Oh, that's dope. There is a chapter I want to talk about today. It's chapter eight of the book. Mm, which chapter is that? I know, I know. I gotta re refresh your memory. Chapter eight. You talk about living in a it. in a lumina. Like oh. you know, you made your address 
something yeah. something Lumina 1997 Drive. Lumina Drive. And in chapter eight, you tell the story of going to a comedy club and surprisingly being invited to church. Can you pick up the story from there about this invitation you received to church? Wow. From mm-hmm. a no, no, I don't want to start there. Okay. Um, no, no, no. So I'll set it up and get to that point. So yeah. I, I, my address was 1997 Lumina Drive. How'd you come up with that? Well, I was driving a 1997 Lumina <laughs> That's Drive. That's right. <laughs> so I'm homeless. Mm-hmm. In other words, people, I'm living in my car. And the reason I was homeless at this time was because I moved to New York City with all my possessions. And I thought I was going to make enough money to continue to live there because there was club, comedy clubs there. And the comedy clubs in the Midwest, like Detroit, um, what was there? Coco's was there at yeah, the time. Yeah. And then they also had the Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. They pay like $400 for the week or something or, mm-hmm. or $900 if you're headlining. I moved to New York. I know there's a bunch of clubs there. I get into a club. The first club pays me 12 bucks. The next club play, play and they was like, that's the weekend. You get more on the weekend. During the week, you get $8. Wow. So it's only a matter of time before I didn't have enough money to live in New York City. Right. But I didn't have enough money to leave New York City either. Yeah, you were stuck. I was I was stuck, dude. Mm-hmm. So I had to live in my, so I was living in my car, homeless for really quite some time. And then um, can we stop there for a minute? Because yeah. you're going to tell the story and get past that homeless part pretty quickly. I but can. I don't. <laughs> Am I though? Yeah. Well, no, go ahead. I'm I just will. saying, you're right. like, you're right. I don't know if I ever hear you t- uh, talk a lot about the emotions, the things going through your mind when you had to make the decision. Like, I'm stuck. Like, what did that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. Great question. Goodness gracious. Kyle got a good question. Um, Yeah, it was like I remember when I had to leave my I didn't have an apartment, but I I lived with a I had like a roommate and I was sleeping on the couch. And I remember when I had to leave there to get in my car and I remember parking and recognizing I don't have anywhere else to go. Like this is this is where I'm going to be at. So and then I remember trying that first night trying to go to sleep in my car mm. like you the, the it's actually more comfortable to sleep on a passenger side than the driver's side because you you have the well it depends on the night sometimes i had to do the driver's side because i needed something to lay on forward mm. it was just very uncomfortable you got the seat belt and then it was cold outside so every hour and 20 minutes or so i had to i'll be woke up by the cold so i gotta start the car up but I can't leave the car running too long because I don't have enough gas. So now if I turn the car on and fall asleep, I can't sleep really well because I'm concerned I'm not going to have enough gas to last for the rest of the week. And then when I wake up in the morning, what do you do about a shower? I got to find a gym and act like I'm going to get a membership. Like I got to act like, hey, because they give you a free trial at the gym for a little while. I can only imagine you got conversations. <laughs> and if you do the tour and act like you might join, but you're not sure yet, They'll give you a seven-day pass. But the seven-day pass is seven days straight. Like, I got to go to the seven days in a row, which was, I was faithful. I went all seven days. <laughs> Did you actually work out? I worked out in the shower. Yeah, I just took a shower and left. I wouldn't be sweating and yeah, working out. Yeah. Dude, I ain't have enough calories. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't consume enough calories. In fact, the thing I would eat was uh, Subway had these $5 meatball subs, and I would get the first sub at, like, 11 when they opened up. Because I wouldn't wake up until 10, 30, 11 o'clock because now by default, I wake up at, at least by six every morning. To, right. Excuse me. Uh, I would wake up at like at six o'clock. But I'd started to I made a decision. I'm not going to wake up that early because I'm just hungry this whole time. So why would I just be hungry? Why don't I just stay asleep? Basically having sleep for breakfast 
And then at 11, mm. 10.30, 11, I wake up and then I'll go get some food. And then after that, we figure out what we're doing the shower wise. And then if I was really lucky, I'd have a show somewhere at one of the comedy clubs. And I would park my car on the east side of the street because I even then I didn't know Jesus. Mm. But I never felt good lying to people. So if people would ask me, hey, where you live? I would say, on live, the east side. I live on the east side. <laughs> and then uh, people, be like, and then they wouldn't ask me any more questions after that. But if I worked at a comedy club, then that means some clubs would give you either a discount on food or you could get popcorn and stuff like that for like free. So, uh, and then they would give you $8 afterwards. So I'm in my car, really just using that $8 here, $12 there to buy meatball sauce, put a little gas in the car. Then I got a big uh, opportunity to show up. Yeah. And you talk about that in the chapter in your book. Mm-hmm. What made it a big opportunity? Well, stage time in New York is really hard. Like you can't just, it's hard to get on stage. Number one, you have to really work. You you got to work at the time, hustle mm-hmm. to get on stage. And, and you got to be funny once you're on stage. Because in New York, if you're not funny, the way New Yorkers let you know you're not funny is they'll say something like, you not funny. Mm. And then they'll stare at you for an awkward amount of time afterwards makes you, until you cry. Oh. So <laughs> that might be a little dramatic. So it's, it's my turn to perform at the Comic Strip Live. And right before I get on stage, uh, this comedian. Now, this Comic Strip Live is a hard club to get into. Mm-hmm. They used to have an open mic on Tuesday nights. It would start at 7 p.m. Mm. And comedians who were new in town, like myself, would start lining up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And they would wait in line. And they had this whole honor system where you had 15 minutes to leave and go to the bathroom and come back. You could stay in line. It was crazy. So it's finally my turn to perform. And right before I get on stage, a very established comedian named George Wallace walks in. George Wallace is a brilliant comedian. But a problem like that, the problem is, is when he walks in, whoever's next gets bumped. It don't matter who you are. You're going to get bumped until he gets off stage and he could close the show if he wanted to. So he comes in and the manager's walking over to me and I know I'm about to get bumped. Yep. This is it. I'm about to get bumped. I'm gonna have to wait until next month to get it back, try to get back on stage. At best, he'll leave a little meat on the bone, but I know he's going on before me. Mm-hmm. And the manager's walking over to me and I'm like, no. But this is where God shows up for the first time in my life. Well, I like to say this is where I noticed That's him. That's right. You noticed him. I noticed him because he was there all along. I just didn't. Looking back at it, I'm like, that was God. And I see other moments where he was there too. And then he, the manager says to me, hey, Michael, George Wallace is here. I was like, oh, no. He said, <laughs> he was like, do you want to go on before him or after him? Right. You never, ever get an option. Yeah. You don't get an option. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. And I was like, before him, please. Yeah. So I'm going before George Wallace, and I got New Yorkers laughing. And, all, and it's, it's just blowing me away. They're laughing. And then he comes in, and he's laughing as well. And that opportunity just blew me back. And then he says to me, you're clean. He said, first he said, you know what? You're really funny. I was like, wow. This, he, he approached me after the show. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're, you're funny. I was like, thank you. And that right there was enough. Right. I could have slept great. I could have went two days without a meatball sub. Like, that was a big deal. And then he said, and you're clean. And you said, I've been going to take showers every day. I yeah, you just saved me some showers. That's hilarious. <laughs> you're clean. You're like, you, you're like, you noticed. <laughs> yeah, dude, 24-hour fitness. Do you know they're not open 24 hours? That is jacked what? up. What? Yeah, dude, 24-hour fitness is not open 24 hours. I didn't know they had changed that. Yeah, it was jacked up, dude. Anyway, so I go there and I do, um, and George Ross said, you're funny and clean. And then he says to me, I'd like for you to do a show with me and my best friend in a couple nights. Dude, 
I didn't know who his best friend was, but it didn't matter. He appreciated me that much that he would share the stage with me on purpose. I'm blown back. I get to the show. It's me, George Wallace, Jerry Dog on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tripping at this point. The oppor- so the opportunities that God was showing me was just a. It, w- it was just pretty tremendous. Now what happens next? I think we're gonna have to share in this next episode. But what? Uh, let me see if I could do it. So then I go back and I do the math on this great opportunity. But I never asked George Wallace. The question I never asked him is if he gonna, is he gonna pay me? Because I don't know if the dude's gonna pay. And you can't ask that question. You don't get a great opportunity like that and be like, yeah, but what you gonna pay me? Yeah. It would have felt disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So I never asked what he was gonna pay me. And then he told me that the show was in New Jersey. And I was like, yes, sir, I'll be there. Thank you so much, sir. And then I go to my I I go to my office, which is a passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> and I start doing math on this show. And I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, I buy this sub, I do this, because I gotta have enough gas to get to New Jersey. And I figure after doing the show and coming back, if he doesn't pay me, I'll have probably about a dollar sixty left, which is fine. That's okay. I've done, I've been lower than a dollar sixty before. We'll just figure it out. Mm. The club's got popcorn. I could just show up and you know, whatever the case is. Do and I get to and then I say then it hits me and I almost start to cry. I can get to New Jersey, but there was an eight dollar tow charge to get back from New Jersey. If I don't yeah. if I get there and he doesn't pay me, I right. can't get back. That's right. My first thought was, what if they don't got meatball subs in New Jersey? I don't know why that was my first thought. That was the weirdest thing ever, dude. That was the weirdest thing ever. Wow. So I'm so I I did the only thing I could do, man. I just I didn't even know God. I didn't know enough to pray. So dude, I just went to New Jersey, dude, okay. to see what would happen. Yeah. Not knowing where how that was gonna end up or what was gonna take place. And I go to New Jersey. And um, and they got to get the book to hear the rest of the story. And you got to get the book to hear the rest of the story. No, you don't have the book. Or you can listen to the next episode. Yeah. But right now, as a pastor, I know you got some teaching points that you can pull from that that could really help people. Yeah. I don't want to hog the whole thing up with my story. Well, no, I think we, the, the podcast is funny how life works. And I think, isn't it funny that you had the choice to go before or after George Wallace? And you said, crazy. that's the first time I noticed God showed up in my life. But in reality, you didn't notice it in the moment. Not in the moment at all. <laughs> this is like in Ooh, retrospect. And I just good. think there's some people who they will they will swear that they have never heard God speak. You, know, you start talking about listening to God, they would say, if there is a God, he's never spoken to me. And yet if they just stop and think for a moment <sighs> and think back on those moments that they called coincidences, those moments that they called luck they would realize there is a God who loves them unconditionally, who's been looking out for them since the day they were formed in their mother's womb. Man, that's right? so good. Right. Like, I don't know how long after that event you realized that was God's favor or the hand of God or, you know, yeah, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It that was is good. beautiful, man. I like to say that God has a lot of names, right? King of Kings, Lord of Lords, God of Gods, Jehovah Jireh. Another name that God has is something. Mm. S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, something. And when you don't know God, it is hard to hear his voice. But once you invite him in, it's easier because now he's inside of you. Mm -hmm. But another name he has is S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, something. And I'm going to prove it to you. There's always We always get these opportunities in life. We could choose A, which is the right thing to do. Or we could choose B, which looks like fun. Yeah. And sometimes you make the mistake and you choose B. Then you got to deal with the consequences. And while you're dealing with the consequences, one of the first things you say is, man, 
something told that's me not right, to do this. Right, yeah. Clearly yeah. God's voice. And if you would invite him inside, you'd be able to hear him so much more clear. Yeah. I, I love the way children approach it. Like my 10 year old, when stuff like that happens, she's like, maybe it was an angel. Right? She, <laughs> she comes to it like a child. <laughs> she does. There's all sorts of opportunities. Oh yeah. yeah. What, today, will you make a choice to come to God like a child instead of having all of those expectations of what you think it should look like, how things should go. Can you simply make a choice today to come to God like a child with your arms open and being willing to allow him to pick you up from where you are? If you're making this choice to do that, like it's it's not a super hard thing to make a decision mm-hmm. to, to be a believer. All you got to do is really believe. You confess with your heart, believe Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is yours, and he can. That's right. It's the first time we ever did this next thing right here. This part right here we've never done before. If you want to make that decision or you don't know what it looks like, I'm going to have Pakal pray right now with you, and you can just repeat this prayer. And if you repeat this prayer and believe in your heart, boom, you got a relationship with Jesus. Hey, let's go ahead and pray right now. Do I close my eyes? Yeah, you should (laughs) close your eyes. It's not required. It's going to help you not be distracted by these people in the room that want your autograph. You might be trying to hustle us. (laughs) You can repeat after me. Just say, Mm -hmm. dear God, I know that I need you. I'm sorry for trying to figure out life on my own. Jesus, would you come into my life and be my Lord and Savior? Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow, people. It is funny how life works. So are you uh, going to give away anything from this episode? Chapter of the book? Dude, we can't get nothing better than Jesus. We All just right. gave Jesus. No, yeah. y'all. Give make that. me You just Jesus. made a great choice. Hey, if you made a decision on that right there, just let us know in the comments or let somebody else know. And get connected. Go to yeah. Is there something at centchurch.cc that they can download or find out about? Just go to centchurch.cc slash connect and uh, let us know you made that decision. Today, we will follow up with you and, uh, you know, we will make sure you get the resources you need to continue to walk forward in your new relationship with Jesus. Centchurch.cc slash connect. Let us know. I started a relationship with Jesus today. Or you can text um, decision to 71010. Yeah. That's in my book, right? Yeah. Ch- text the word decision to seven, ten, ten. That'd be awesome. Boom. We love you.